Welcome to the Mortcast, presented to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Before I get started, I'd like to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th and Blake and Wazee in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. They are always online at bfwdenver.com. Uh, you can go to bfwdenver.com, pick yourself up a bottle of wine, get some of that uh, 2017 Cabernet. Uh, you know, if you don't like that, maybe get yourself some of that Blake Street Blend, which is uh, also very, very good. But they also got red Zinfandels, they've got uh, whites, they've got Rieslings, they've got uh, rosés, basically anything you need uh, to satisfy uh, your wine tasting palate. Go down to the Dairy Block and just experience what fall in Colorado is like. It's very beautiful down there. Dairy Block is one of my favorite places in Colorado. Go to bfwdenver.com, book yourself a virtual wine tasting, which is extremely popular. Uh, or you can pick yourself up a bottle or get your, uh, book yourself a table or pick yourself up some swag. Anything you need there is right there available on bfwdenver.com. Once again, they're located between 18th and 19th in Blake and Wazee in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado. Just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. They're always online at bfwdenver.com, and they're on Facebook and Instagram under Blanchard Family Wines. When you go in or you talk to them, tell them Jeff Morton from CSG Podcast sent you there. What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast, part of the CSG Network. I'm, of course, your host, Jeff Morton. Um, okay, here's a, I, I, I hate to keep, um, harping on the same subject here. So I'm going to do kind of a news and notes thing, uh, kind of make Friday's news and notes. I'm recording this outside right now because it's like 70 degrees and it's probably the last really good day we're going to have before, uh, fall becomes dreary here in Colorado. So, um, this will not be an outside cast. I'm not going to be answering your questions, but I'll do like a news and notes thing. And um, first, I want to address Michael Porter Jr. Um, for those who keep har- harping on it, and I kind of addressed this on Twitter, uh, people need to stop. Uh, he's kind of the best way to put this is Mike is almost extensively just in a shooting slump. And every shooter goes through shooting slumps, so I expect him to pull himself out of it. I think one of the more long-term concerns with Mike is where he fits. And a lot of that has to do with his chemistry with Nikola Jokic, or the lack of it. Um, The Nuggets have, and I think one of my objections to what the Nuggets have kind of done with him, is they've tried to make him into a 6'10 Gary Harris, or kind of a Clay Thompson thing. And when in reality, my MPJ is completely different. Um, You know, he's a tremendous shooter. Tremendous shooter. But he has the potential to be more. And where I have struggled with what the Nuggets have done with him is how they've kind of limited him tremendously to being just a spot-up guy. And which I think is a disservice to his skill, um, or I should say the development of his skill, because he could be developing his one-on-one game, and it's just gone completely unnoticed in this. And where where I think the Nuggets could benefit is if he develops a one-on-one game, 
I've talked about this on various formats. I talked about it on here before, but Nikola Jokic isn't a big fan of ISO basketball, right? And within his construct, within his kind of uh, purview, he wants the ball to kind of move and him be the crux of what's happening. Uh, that's not a, that's not, I'm not making criticism here. That's, I'm just saying what should be blatantly obvious at this point. Um, well, where the problem has occurred is, quite frankly, the Nuggets get bogged down a lot if Nikola Jokic isn't the one taking over. And obviously that helps when Jamal's here. He and Jamal have the pick-and-roll game, and then Jamal does his thing. Um, but have the point purpose of having a third guy out there is not that he's just going to stand in the corner and shoot threes. And it has been frustrating to watch MPJ not be able to develop his game further because he's not put in a situation where he has to develop his handle. And I think if we're going to talk about Michael Porter Jr. and the way he's been handled and the development actually of his game, we're going to have to address the fact that he is essentially just treated like a six foot ten Gary Harris in this offense. Expected to stand in the corner and cut. And that, I mean, you're asking a guy who's six foot ten, who's not as fast as a guard, to just be the guy who cuts all the time. And I think it it just has hindered his development. He needs to develop for his own sake and the Nuggets' sake, primarily, a one-on-one game. And the Nuggets need to put him in a position to where he can do that. I think, ideally, he is more of the Gallo role um, from the 2016-17 Nuggets. Um, Gallo was able to isolate, draw draw fouls, and shoot um, a high percentage on threes. Um, I think that would be a better and more optimal thing. Once again, I don't think Nikola Jokic, I don't think that's his optimal version of offense, but I think in the, quote, NBA, it's the thing that's going to kind of unlock them. So rather than harping on about Mike all the time, that's just my overall thoughts. I kind of pointed that out on Twitter. So um, I think that's where the Nuggets need to go with this. I think they need to kind of get out of the whole have Mike just be a spot-up guy and cut thing. And they think really need to focus on his one-on-one development. They really do. Because I think it just is a disservice to him and wastes him if he doesn't develop those aspects of his game. Before we go to my DraftKings read, I kind of want to address another thing. Um, Aaron Gordon has played really well this year. And it has gone unnoticed because the Nuggets are kind of... It's four games in and the Nuggets are kind of blah. And... Yeah, obviously, Nikola Jokic's injury, which I'll address in the second half of the podcast, um, has kind of influenced things. But Aaron Gordon really needs deserve more deserves more praise than he's getting. Um, the guy has just stepped up in his role, and in the last game against Utah, he really, really showed out, and I was very impressed by Gordon that entire game. Uh, even after Nikola Jokic went out. I mean, the guy just is, is not only it's, it's, it's beyond accepting his role, he's, he's looking spry, he's looking better, and a lot of this has to do with him not being recovering from an injury like he was in the second half of last year, right? And where he has absolutely 100% benefited is him being able to come in 
not have the expectations like he did in Orlando of being the guy and come in with a sense of renewed energy, optimism, and um, quite frankly, skill. Um, he's able to open up the fact that he's just expected to play defense and anything he gets is gravy on offense. And that really has kind of freed him up tremendously. And he's excelled in that role. So I think we all need to take a step back and praise Aaron Gordon for the work he has put in and the effort he has put in to really fit in and really become that guy. And I'm really, really liking the results so far as we come into um, uh, the, you know, getting out of the very, very early part of this schedule. All right, and we're going to take a break. But first, I want to talk to you about DraftKings Sportsbook, um, a official sports betting partner of the NFL. NFL fans hungry for a big win this week? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get skin in the game with a new new same-game parlays, which is uh, all the rage right now. Um, Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Uh, my co-host of Morty and the Sharp, uh, Pat, he is a big fan of parlays. And usually those are multiple game parlays, but single game parlays are just as fun. And you can really, really earn, especially if you have bet more money, you can really earn a lot, make a killing on these same game parlays. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code MHS. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and you win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code MHS this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, folks, um, now we have a, an opportunity to talk about Nikola Jokic and his injury as, slash getting hurt slash we don't know yet. As of this game, uh, which is tonight, uh, the Nuggets are going to be playing the Mavericks who are struggling uh, last I heard, is Kristaps Porzingis is out, and that actually may benefit the, the, the Mavs. Although, look, any one of us could have told the Mavs that uh, hiring Jason Kidd probably wasn't the best thing to do, and they chose to do that anyway. Um, but, you know, even more than that, the, 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 the Mavs are... The interesting thing about this year, when it comes to um, just the overall sport, um, the the overall, uh, God, what am I trying to say? When it comes to the overall state of the NBA, all the teams that are expected to win are kind of meh, and all the teams that uh, didn't have expectations are doing great. Um, you have the Bing Bong uh, New York Knicks. You've got the Chicago Bulls. Um, you've got the Charlotte Hornets, you've got out in the West, you've got the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, it is, uh, a scenario that has presented itself in an interesting way because 
all of us, all of us, and I don't. And if we're honest, all of us didn't exactly expect the, some of these teams to be excelling the way they do. Look at the Cleveland Cavaliers, right? They they beat the Clippers and they beat the Nuggets on their road trip. Uh, so obviously they're excelling, but. Due to the way the NBA is, I expect this thing to even out as the year goes on. A lot of teams early in the schedule, uh, scheduled year excel, and uh, they creep up and beat teams that they're not supposed to. But inevitably, talent wins out in the NBA, and things will even out as the course of the year goes on. Um, how does this affect the Nuggets? Well, Nikola Jokic is in, uh, hurt. I just if I'm uh, just playing by my gut, and obviously this could, by if there's people who are listening to this, say like tomorrow, you'll be looking at me like an idiot. But I I, I don't necessarily expect Nikola Jokic to play. That's not based on any information. Um, but the Nuggets are typically very cautious, and I think that cautiousness uh, will extend to the MVP of the league. And I think he, the Nuggets will end up facing the Mavericks without Nikola Jokic. Um, I still expect the Nuggets to win because the Mavs are a mess. Um, but I could be completely wrong about that, too, and which I would not be surprised if I am. That's just a gut feeling with that. But as far as uh, Nikola Jokic goes... He had 24 points in 15 minutes against Rudy Gobert. It tells you the kind of how insane he was playing before the, uh, Rudy bumped knees with him. And uh, look, well, he's he's great. He has got his thing. Uh, he's undeniably a, a I hate the phrase unicorn because I think it's it's dumb. But he's definitely a guy. He's definitely a guy you can build your team around. And what Jokic has done is completely remarkable. I mean, and especially considering this Nuggets team doesn't have Jamal Murray, and Jamal Murray was the... And why Jamal matters is the two-man game thing. And um, that was the Nuggets' go-to offense, and which is kind of explain, goes to back to what I talked about at the beginning of the podcast. Um, the Nuggets' over-reliance on the two-man game between Jokic and Murray is uh, one of the reasons they get stuck in ruts and they end up resorting to chucking threes. And which I'm going to be, you know, this is going to be old man Jeff stuff here, but I mean, quite frankly, if, if, you're, if your idea to diversify, if your idea to diversify an offense is just volume up your threes from people who shouldn't be shooting threes, then you got a problem. The Nuggets needed to develop more of a one-on-one uh, game between Jokic and Porter because he's he's the guy outside of um, uh, Murray, and the fact that they have not done that is a disservice to the Nuggets. And when Nikola Jokic gets back, when he gets back, I hope that the Nuggets dedicate to finding a thing between the two of them, because. Once again, it's just it's both a disservice to Mike and uh, the Nuggets offense is just basically and and you don't want to have to rely on give the ball to Will Barton, okay? You want to get to a point where Michael Porter Jr. is becoming that guy. And I'm curious to see whenever Jokic gets back if the Nuggets gravitate to that direction. Um, 
because right now, I think with Jokic out, this is going to be kind of a proving ground to see what Porter can do. Uh, and it's throwing him a bit into the deep end, but it's going to be interesting to see what he can do if Jokic doesn't end up playing against the, the Mavericks. And I'm curious to see what the Nuggets do with that, because sometimes, you know, it's easier said than done. But sometimes it's worth it just to toss a guy into the deep end to see if he's able to swim. And I think it's about time. Jokic, I don't expect to be out for for very long, if he's out. Like, he could probably, I mean, look, he could probably, based on all the reporting I've seen, he's walking fine. He's sore, but he's walking fine. Um, generally, what will happen with this is, like, if there is, the, the, the team doesn't want to turn a knee contusion into overcompensating, which results in another injury. So they're going to be extremely cautious with him. Uh, plus, it's early in the season, and you can make up games. Uh, from early in the de- early in the season, I mean, look, the Nuggets started one and four last year, uh, so you can make up these games and turn it into something more. And I fully expect uh, Jokic to, whenever he gets back, to be just fine. He's not a guy who relies on those knees for bounce, kind of like a Blake Griffin. You know, any any leg injury Blake Griffin would have was would be catastrophic because he relied on that, and and you see what he is now. He's kind of he's just a role player. Um, I think that Jokic is well, of all the people is going to be is not be as hindered by that as other people because he just it's just not something he relies on. So when he gets back, I I, I just the big goal should be making sure he and Mike develop an offense together to where uh, they don't have a situation where they're just relying on people to chuck threes in their offense. Um, And that is my big concern at this point. All right. Well, thank you all for joining me on this episode of the Morkcast. Uh, I will be back soon with another episode. See you later.